It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. <laughs> that I might have heard about? Yeah. How do I stop it? I don't want tomorrow to be today. I want tomorrow to be tomorrow. Right. That's natural. Uh, unfortunately, that's never going to happen. Or recording, recording. On the level we look today. Rock and roll. All right. Welcome back, analysis listeners. Welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Jordan Harris. Hi. It's nice to be back. It's it's been a while. It's been a while. Welcome back to the Infinite Loop, which is movies being made where someone is stuck in the same day. Jordan, we're going to talk about a movie that you had recommended to me, what, six months ago in our movie text thread? Well, I I feel like I've been stuck in an infinite time loop waiting for somebody to, to get around and talk about one of the best movies that came out in 2020. To break me out of the mold of not seeing this movie the same way that Niles and Sarah need to be broken from their perspective on love and life. Jordan, so you recommended this movie to me six months ago, and I didn't rush to go see it, and that's Palm Springs starring Andy Samberg, J.K. Simmons, a few other people. Yeah, this movie came out, I think, was it around, it was summertime, it was like June, July time frame, and it hit one of the streaming services. and Hulu. It was on Hulu, yeah, that's right, and Uh, At the time, I think, you know, there wasn't really much coming out just in general. So the fact that something got released and this movie had some um, notoriety after doing well at Sundance and being purchased for a record amount of money, it was, you know, something I thought, hey, I'll check it out. But I I otherwise didn't know anything about it. And I really enjoyed it and sent a, a text out to our movie text thread and said, hey, you guys should check out Palm Springs. And and there was crickets. Nobody responded. And then, you know, 2020 carried on. And at the end of the year, we were having a a, a text chat about the best movies of 2020. And I, I mentioned Palm Springs again. And Dropped back in nobody, again. Yep. Nobody responded. Just silence. And then Bob, sometime a, a week or two ago, he sent out a text. Hey, if you guys haven't seen Palm Springs, you should really check it out. I liked it. And uh, I hit you with the LeBron James, I want my damn respect gift because i've been talking about it for six months so yeah sorry about that and it is i i do play god a little bit in terms of uh when it becomes relevant it becomes becomes relevant to me just kidding but so i was i i was kind of combing through some of these lists of must-sees and and definitely missed you dropping that multiple times but saw palm springs and i'm like yeah i've been meaning to check that out at first it looked a little bit uh, repetitive and and movies like this come along all the time where someone repeats the same day. Tom Cruise was in edge of tomorrow, which he lived. I repeat, obviously groundhog's day. Everyone just says, Oh, this is kind of like groundhog's day only with a little bit of a wrinkle. Uh, What is it? Death day where someone repeats the same day over and over again. It's not a new concept by any means, but this movie wins for me in its incredible likable performances by the two protagonists i think it starts there with just lovability and and they're just fun characters to hang with for 90 minutes or so and there there are some some slight moderations the themes are all very similar and relevant and if you could live the same day and, and and 
what perspective you might have on life and the little things. But I think dropping us in where the protagonist isn't discovering this world for the first time like Bill Murray is in Groundhog's Day, but rather has been living this day for thousands of days, or you never know how long he's been in this. He, he's lost track of time. But kind of dropping you in where where the main character has has already been living this life is is a new idea. Why did you like this movie so much? Yeah, I, there's, a, there's a couple of things I liked about it. And um, to your point, like we get dropped in and he's, he's not stressing out about being stuck in this time loop in this crazy situation he's in. He's actually you know, really kind of enjoying it and making the most out of every single day. He's drinking with impunity. He's getting, you know, hammered every single night, um, kind of having some fun with it. But there definitely is, uh, you know, some underlying themes and it can get, you know, a little deep and um, the, cu- the, the the characters have to face sort of the, you know, the, the reality of the unrealistic situation that they're in and, and question some things about themselves. So I like that. But, you know, ultimately, like given 2020 and the year of movies, my biggest takeaway was it was just kind of fun to stream a movie at home, you know, have a drink, drink along with Niles as he's boozing <laughs> throughout the movie. And just I would kind love of, to party with Niles. Yeah, just kind of, you know, it, it, have an enjoyable experience and just kind of smile. This movie's quite funny, but it's not playing for really big laughs. Like it's not a, a huge comedy, even though, it you know, I would characterize it as a comedy. And I don't know if there's like a term for these kind of movies that are sort of comedic, but lightly comedic, you know, compared to like, um, you know, I don't know, something with like a, that's a Will Ferrell vehicle that's playing for much bigger laughs. So yeah, it was just nice. You know, I was filling up my glass. I was drinking, I was smiling along and just along for the ride. It was good. Definitely a good movie to watch with a luau outfit on and a margarita. This would be a fun movie. If, if I come to visit you guys in Denver this year, we could watch in the backyard in our yeah. flip flops and just we giggle could, with, we could wear our bathing suits with underwear underneath. Yeah, doesn't everybody wear it like that? <laughs> exactly. And it's it's a movie that's that's fun and funny, and the themes just kind of wash over you. It's 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 not heavy handed, but there are some nice moments. And so to to unpack a little bit of that, both characters are very flawed, right? And you've got Niles who thinks life is meaningless, going through this experience over and over again, and he meets Sarah who already believes that love is lost, that love is not a fairy tale she's obviously slept with her sister's fiance she knows she believes that monogamy is is bullshit and so it's a funny idea to get these two people caught in a time loop together you could characterize her as a cynic that's a better way to say it i used a hundred words and you used one but (laughs) and, and so obviously throughout their journey when they when they blow themselves up in the cave at the end of that they don't they don't only break their preconceived notions or their uh, current concepts of love and life you know they they don't just break the loop they they break those ideas as well and and when they're in the pool it's it's nice and satisfying that they're in a better place and for me i really loved the scene my favorite scene was when he goes to irvine and he visits roy at his house and Jennifer Andrew Irvine. 
you got to find your Irvine. And, and I just, and it was also nice because at, to that point I felt JK Simmons was a little wasted. It's like, they have this great actor and he's just dressed up in weird clothing, lighting him on fire. Like that's, that's all they're going to use him for. And he really does have a, a really sweet little scene, but just the perspective. And it's like, this actually was a really good day the whole time. And it took me to go through this experience to, to realize my wife's beauty. And, and she's at the peak of her beauty and, and, and all of the little things that my kids do at one time I thought were annoying, but now I just really get to, to bask in this. And he just spends every day doing that and in its own way is, is sweet, but tragic. And, and I loved that scene as well, but you know, the characters obviously grow and come to that conclusion. You just hit on so many things I want to unpack here. So oh, shit. Sorry. You know, no, it, it, but you're, you're spot on. So, you know, first of all, Niles, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, he's actually so content with his life, right? He, everything is meaningless. I'm just going through life. I'm actually having a great time. Yeah, and the best forced... way to do this is realize that this is meaningless. Yeah, but he's actually forced to confront this notion that, you know, people in general, himself and other people might be perfectly okay just kind of meandering through life and having fun and partying and doing whatever. Um, but he's forced to reckon with this idea that maybe there's something more. And in this case, it's in terms of a relationship and what life could be like sharing it with somebody else. And that's where the movie gets a little you know, deeper. And I, I really like that. Um, and, you know, J.K. Simmons, when, he, when they meet at his house in Irvine, he's unpacking that for himself, too, where he says, like, you know, I had a lot of anger towards you because I'm never going to get to see my kids grow up. But to this day was like a good day. It's not it's not such a bad thing. We're living such a good day instead of being so angry about it. Um, and in that scene, J.K. Simmons actually gets the biggest laugh of the movie, I think, when uh, he points out the fact that little Tommy or whatever his name is watering dog shit. He says, that's fucking weird, but it's 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 beautiful. <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah. I was that one. That one had me, you know, gut laughing. But um then my only sort of complaint with the movie ties back to this too, because at the end when they do break the the time loop and they get out, they don't fucking tell J.K. Simmons, so he's no, stuck. she does, she does, she leaves a voicemail explaining it to him. Oh, I missed that completely. When does no, that happen? No, I, I I clocked that. There's a there's one scene and it's actually a, a really odd sequence because she's on the phone and she's she's just about hanging up. It's the end of her voicemail, but she's leaving J.K. Simmons the update on this this experiment she's about to try and then the grandma june squib walks up and she has a little passing conversation on the the speech that she loves that she just made and she says i guess it's time about time for you to go now you know take care yeah sarah gives her kind of a like a quizzitive look and june the the grandma walks away and i was like does that mean that she's part of the loop and that she's in on this and she's just enjoying the fact that her life is over, but she gets to relive this day every day with her family. Or what does that mean? That that was the one scene that I, I wasn't super clear on was why she says, she says it in a very specific way. I guess it's about time for you to go now. And right. it doesn't seem like she's saying that about her leaving the wedding, but it seems like she's in on it. Somehow. Like she knows something. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, right before that, she's getting off the phone, giving J.K. Simmons the message. And also, if you wait for the credits, Jordan, J.K. Simmons comes back to the wedding and he's he goes to talk to Niles at the bar where they first met. And Niles doesn't recognize him. And so, he oh, knows shit. there's like a little after credit scene. There's an after credit scene. Oh, and J.K. I Simmons, missed all that. 
J.K. Simmons comes back, and he Roy comes back, and he goes, Hey, shitbird, that seems like a fucking shit-crazy idea you have, but it just might work. And Niles is like, I'm sorry, do I know you? My <laughs> name's Niles. And he's like, fuck, like, okay, cool. Oh, so, that's great. So that J.K. Simmons breaks better. the loop. Okay, yeah. that makes me and feel a lot better. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So I can see, yeah, um, I missed that. I've seen the movie twice, and I, and I, I missed that. Yeah. So. Stay for them. Basically, yeah. any movie now since Marvel, you've got to wait until the last credit in case something pops up. Well, that's, I guess, the problem, not seeing it in the theaters, because you get the little hint where, you know, the, the lights don't come on. Maybe there's something yeah. to, to stick around for. But when you're watching it in the, uh, the Another home thing we office, miss by not know. being in theaters. Exactly. Yep. So, Otherwise, for me, some of my favorite bits, the when they really start to have fun with their life inside that wedding, and he comes in and goes into the cake, and he's like, don't worry, I'm a bomb guy. And he's got a fucking, yeah. he, he, he gets the bow and arrow from the, the shooting range and like launches this bomb into, oh, and then she comes in with the hook. I was fucking dying. Or yeah. just some of the, when he's explaining his life before her and some of the montages of him going back and trying to like hook up with her sister during the first dance. And, uh, or when they have the choreographed dance. That was and one she... of my favorite bits is when they do the dance duo in the bar and they're just like fucking with all the like, biker guys in the bar. <laughs> with fucking Darla. He fucks yeah. Darla. But when she jumps into his lap and they do like a spin middle finger. <laughs> yeah, they're just, she's like flicking the like biker dude's hair as she walks by and they're just like uh, flicking him off. Yeah, that that was uh, one of my favorite bits. Was, I was, was fucking funny. dying. Or just at the top because you don't, you're, you're still clocking what's going on in the movie. But when he's doing the dance and he knows where everyone's going to be in every moment and he's doing this very Andy Samberg-esque dance uh, at the top. There there were some really funny bits in this movie, I felt. You know, the thing, too, about Andy Samberg is, for me, I'm pretty, I don't know, in, I guess generally indifferent on the guy in terms of his, like, time on SNL. was a little bit, you know, later than, I guess, our sort of core favorite group of people. And, you know, I never thought of him as that great of a cast member and, He's done stuff that I've liked, but I'm, I've never really seen Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you know I think the um, oh, the Lonely Island stuff is probably you know some of my favorite stuff that that he did. But this for me was really kind of like you touched on at the top, like he was super likable, super funny, and just kind of you know put him into a, a another level for me where I, I came away from the movie thinking more highly of him. Kudos to his agent for finding a character and a project that was really fits his rhythm and his energy. I think there's other people that could have played this character for sure. This seems like kind of a Ryan Reynolds-esque role, but he, he just fits in this movie really well. His sarcasm, the way he's able to play the moment uh, honestly, but let the absurdity of the the moment play. And it just, again, was just seemed like a guy you'd want to hang out with and party with and just... Just him at the just coming in every day dressed like he's going to a luau. I, I just fucking loved how much he didn't give a shit at a certain point. It, it was really really funny. So yeah, sometimes an, an old dog an old dog can do new tricks, and this this old old concept, this recycled concept, actually was worth a, worth a watch and a few laughs to my surprise. Yeah, and for me, watching it a second time, I was I was actually a little surprised how much I enjoyed it going through it a second time. Right, it wasn't just kind of like a novel movie where it had this like time loop kind of twist and um, was a little quirky and fun. I, I think it's a movie you can rewatch and enjoy over and over again. 
rewatching and enjoying something over and over and over again yeah kind of the theme but just like kind of in general like these movies right you know i I came away thinking you know i i kind of miss movies like this right it was just sort of a simple comedy and i was trying to think of other movies sort of in the same vein as this one and i thought of 500 days of summer i thought a little bit of like the big sick and maybe kayleen yeah, had a movie come out called Late Night that was was sort of a rom com and funny, but you know, just sort of the subtle comedies and, and lighthearted movies that are easy and fun to watch. You know, it's I'll take more of those. They don't get made as much anymore. They normally don't net a huge profit, so I think Hulu and in spaces like this will be will basically be their home from now on. But I'm for it. Exactly, I, I believe yeah. there, there's always a great place for. A, a nice palate cleanse or an easy hang and this one was uh, not an exception well did you see that this one was the uh it was the largest uh, purchase of a movie that uh played at sundance so there's at least still a pathway for for these movies to get made you know somebody cobbled it together on a pretty small budget got it to play at sundance and it found an outlet so uh there, there's hope for for more stuff like that in the future i guess absolutely Appreciate you coming on, man. man. Yeah, good chat. Good chat. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to wash your hands, like, and subscribe. Stay safe, and when your friend recommends you a movie, fucking maybe watch it when they recommend it. There you go. Take it easy. (laughs) See ya. Bye.